Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. To the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and $15,000 a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Hey, welcome back uh, to Morning Footy. Here's a look at the notable weekend matches that's coming up in the League's Cup. There's so much uh, to look forward to with the MLS teams taking on Liga Meki sides and then a couple of all MLS matchups in the mix as well, all coming up either tonight, tomorrow or Sunday on Apple TV for you. Here's a breakdown of the League's Cup, though, and how everything works. One club from MLS and Liga Mekis has received a bye to the group stage. Uh, two teams... The, uh, the team, sorry, will play two matches in the group stage, the top two advancing on to a single elimination knockout round. Obviously the one that we're all watching though. Why are you laughing, Charlie? <laughs> no, I, I think huh? you're spot on. Come on, why yeah. are you laughing? LAFC and then who's the battle. other team, Charlie, <laughs> that got through? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pachuca, <laughs> is it? Mm-hmm. Charlie was Charlie. giving me false information, everybody. That's yeah. why he's laughing. He was trying yeah. to put me off. Oh, trying gosh. as hard as to throw Ibis you under that bus. No, yes, I, exactly. you knew I was kidding. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. She did not. Um, <laughs> okay, so obviously Felipe just said that he thinks that Leo Messi is going to play seven to ten minutes. It's the big question, isn't it? How many minutes do you guys think he's going to play? My man was just on vacation. He was chilling on the beach. So I've been there. If you take... So you're saying he's rested or he's not ready? He's not, he's he's not, not ready. ready. Okay. He's not ready. So 10 minutes, that seems like Max. maximum. Because this is a long-term thing for Inter-Miami. You don't want to get... Sign Lionel Messi. All, the whole world's watching. And him come up with a, with an, a muscular injury. Yeah. Don't even you put it out there, Charlie. You, you just want to ease him in. It, it's about him getting to the stadium, getting him fit... A lot of trainings, Busquets came out right away and said, don't even think about 90 minutes. It kind of felt like Busquets was speaking for Messi mm-hmm. as well. He's like, there's no way I could play 90 minutes. I just thought, you know. Don't expect my friend to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. it's like, we, I mean, I. Take, you know? you, 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 he needs some time. But it's not that he comes in and he's completely unfit, like he's been, you know, sitting on a beach for, for months. But you need at least a couple weeks just to get the sharpness there because He's probably okay in terms of fitness, but the sharpness part, that's where you need a couple weeks. And it's Lionel Messi, so it's not going to take him long, but no need to rush. People forget there was just a World Cup. Like, it feels like it was two years ago. It just happened. An entire season, a World Cup, 
Give this guy like a six chance. six months ago. Yeah. I mean, it was in the middle of a, of a full season, though. I mean, it's not like it happened the previous summer. This was – this. he needs some time. He's also up there I in age. I think that's unfortunately the new normal, just the pace of just fixtures getting put together, and it gets more and more congested as we go forward. I think, unfortunately, once we prop that door open, there's no going back. The revenue streams are there. Uh, the, the workload on professional athletes is just getting kind of extraordinary at this point, in my opinion. But uh, it's – Firms of Messi, I think for sure we'll see him. I think there's no question. Maybe five minutes. That's but where I'm, I'm heading towards the I five think minutes. they're probably going to play on the safe side per Charlie. At Ten would be max, but I think they're probably just going to be like, a, we have to give the people what they want finally. We've had the big unveiling. We need to move forward, and I think we'll, we'll absolutely see them. Maybe I'm, to please please the, I'm sorry, go ahead. Please the crowd. Yeah, you, on, first of all, you have to. standing ovation. That's going to take two minutes in itself. <laughs> Everyone's going to be chanting for him. They're going to be cheering him up, on go and then also back off. Yeah. They're going to have stoppage time of like 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes after they put him in for five. Yeah. I actually think that Messi will play less minutes than the women's national team's goals wins by. <laughs> oh, wow. That's an interesting way <laughs> of putting yeah. it. Alexis. So I think the U.S. women's national team will score more goals against Vietnam than Messi plays minutes in this game. I'm willing to take a bet if anybody wants to. Good wager. Chuck, mm -hmm. you interested? He's still no. trying to work out how, <laughs> yes. how many goals. What do you think of the competition format as a whole, though, Charlie, and, and to see the MLS teams going up against Liga Mekis side and then a couple of all-MLS matchups as well? I had the chance to, to speak to a number of, of different uh, players in MLS about this competition, and they're looking forward to it because there's a good bonus attached to it, and it, it's, it's a little bit of a change-up. I, if I'm playing in the league, I like playing against Liga Ameki sides. That, that's a good barometer of how good your team is, but also your level. Where, where are you when you're competing against some of the, the top players in Liga Ameki? So I'm, I'm excited to see what, what we um, are going to be privy to in this, this weekend's mm -hmm. matchups. I think that's definitely the key for this tournament, especially. I know we talked a lot this season, especially about Cincinnati and what Pat Noonan's managed to do in terms of just depth and rotation and things like that and kind of splitting different competitions, including still leading, I think, for mm -hmm. Supporter Shields, uh, a few hairs off of the revs. But I think seeing them go into this, especially them, because they're going to be playing Shivas, who are top of Liga Mekis, um, which will be, I think, probably an exciting match. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting because given these MLS All-Stars and their performance against Arsenal and... It was a little bit of an embarrassment for, for the world to see these MLS All-Stars compete against a, a top side in, in Arsenal and, and not go, have it go well. They need to re, it's almost like I need to rebound off of that. Do you think this is like a chance for redemption almost? In, in a to way. Put, to put things, in a, in to, a way, to put a good showing out. Absolutely. In a way, against if you're playing countries. against a, a, a side in Liga Mekis, you want to say, oh, whoa, that, that was a little blip. Now I'm back with my club. I know everyone's tendencies, and let me show what I can do against uh, world competition. That right there, the, just the fluidity, chemistry of being with your own side. And this is taking nothing from, I, I feel like you can only take so much from an all-star match. These are guys that don't typically play together, although obviously familiars, I think it kind of resets expectations in terms of what's manageable for a squad to accomplish, especially well, when you're going against a full steam ahead Arsenal side. I don't think anyone expected the MLS All-Stars to win. You did. You well, yeah, I'm going to win. I'm going to yeah. back. I'm gonna I don't back. think anyone expected. Oh, I did. Uh, did you take hey, that? I'm going to back my guys. But ultimately, the game is about individuals. 
All-Star Game is it's not about the team, it's about individuals. And in those individual moments in a game where they had those 1v1 opportunities, it didn't go well. So the All-Star Game, it's about flair, it's about fun. But you're competing, you want to show Arsenal players and the coaching staff and everyone around the world who's watching that you got it. That I'm, I'm capable of making that step and playing at this level. And so when you had those opportunities for players to show out, it didn't, it didn't work. There was no showing out. And also, you know, people, I've, you know, I was talking to a bunch of fans because uh, I didn't get to speak to players like Charlie did. I was on vacation in D.C. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they wouldn't allow me anywhere near the players. They usually know when I'm not on vacation either. But I did speak to a lot of fans and people were like, oh, some, some fans were like, oh, who cares about this? Who cares about this? It has a similar sentiment to this new uh, play-in tournament in the NBA. NBA fans are like, oh, we don't care about this thing. Yeah, until it starts. But I did and see you in a away. trench coat. With glasses, and you were watching. I was behind the shrubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The shrubs. <laughs> I was behind the shrubs. Yeah, I was watching Nico watch the players, um, <laughs> if you remember from last uh, from Monday. But uh, I think once you start the competition, you're going to see it's similar to uh, Europa Conference. You know, people were like, oh, this is a meaningless competition. And you saw what it meant well, to the Or maybe even the Open Cup at the beginning of that. Some teams have that exactly. mentality, don't yes. they, as they get further on in yeah. the competition or once they start playing. That, that at that least mentality. has history attached to it. This yes. feels like a marketing ploy I until it begins. I mean, it's it relatively begins. new, right? It yeah. popped up 20, 2019. I think it's good exposure for people that maybe wouldn't ordinarily watch Liga MX or MLS, depending mm -hmm. upon who you ordinarily would watch. And it's that kind of cross-section of fans that we're going to get in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and watch it now because the leagues are just going to combine in a few years. This is the uh, moose-boosh. Oh. <laughs> into, into that. And it's going to become a big global league, and it's going to be Liga MAUSA. That's not happening. That's not happening. That's not happening. There's some sacrilege happening on set. Oh, absolutely. This is only the third no edition. No promotion relegation. It's going to be the North there. American Super League. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, that's NASL. Well, we wow. can't <laughs> We'll be right back. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Some exciting friendlies to look forward to this weekend. Arsenal coming in off a big win against the All-Stars. They'll take on Manchester United. Chelsea got the same against Wrexham as they beat them 5-0. They'll play uh, Deserbi's Brighton tomorrow on Peacock. Tim Ware and Juventus will take on Barcelona. Leicester against Tottenham on CBS Sports Network Sunday morning at 6 o'clock Eastern. Newcastle, Aston Villa. And then uh, Milan against Real Madrid. I don't know what is happening. <laughs> Charlie and Alexis are just getting up. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Do the wee. <laughs> I didn't think he was actually going to push me. <laughs> um, where to start with this? Let's start with the big one. Uh, Christian Pulisic, our first chance to see him play for Milan against Real Madrid. The Rose Bowl is sold out, Charlie. How excited are you to see him play for his new team? I'm excited. It, it looks like Christian Pulisic has this new energy about him. He's like he, smiling, he, isn't he? He is happy. Of him, yes. He is happy. So it'll be good to see what he looks like with this Milan team and where Pioli puts him. Is, is he going to be playing central as a 10 or are we going to see him on the right wing because we know Rafa Leao has that left wing locked? I think down. that's the big question, but that's what's exciting to see because they are so fluid in the attack. Where will he play? Where do you think he'll play? I suspect he'll be out on the right. I think that they haven't really separated from the De Quetelare experiment yet. And really? Did, yeah, I feel like he, they paid way too much for him to not 
revisit that before they kind of disembark. But I think that obviously they have Christian as an option, but I think we'll probably see that on the right. Okay. I think looking at some of the clips of uh, the last uh, friendly they had, uh, one of the assists in particular comes in from cutting in on the left. But I am interested to see him play central. I want to see him more central. You know, it was mentioned, uh, you know, previous that that's why they purchased him is to play him centrally. And I just think he has an opportunity to shine in that. And I also want to reference what Charlie said. As you could see it, you could see in the, the clips of him walking around. You could see the clips of him in training. A weight has been completely lifted off his shoulders. You know, the, and I think part of it is that the valuation. You know, how much Chelsea paid for him clearly clearly gave him such a short fuse with those fans. That fan base needed him to ball out. And when he started, he, remember, he comes in, he gets, a, he gets a hat trick. It looks like this guy's going to be a superstar in the Premier League. And then things started to slide, especially with the injuries. So this hopefully is a restart for him. It's an opportunity to get that sort of reset. And it feels like it all starts tonight. You have said many times, Charlie, how important pre-seasons are and to have mm -hmm. a good pre-season ahead of the season. It feels like it couldn't be written any better for him to be starting it in his home country. That uh, also, I think it, it's accompanied by being bought early. So we, we see players sometimes move later in the summer transfer window. And by the time you get there, they, some guys have already had a solid preseason and it, the coach is like, this is what I'm going to go with and you got to work your way into it versus I'm building my team with you in the picture. And so Christian Pulisic comes to Milan with the expectations of you are an important part of this process of us getting uh, back into contention for, to win Serie A. For us, competing in Champions League, you are going to be an important part of our attacking play. So I love the fact that when he comes in, he's needed for this Milan team to do well. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the expectation, and uh, I'm happy for him. My expectations of this team are very high this season, especially with Rafael Leao, Olivier Giroud, the back line that they've got. Do you think, you know, when we look at these friendlies, it's sometimes difficult to see how it's going to play out because the managers are trying to look at the players and get a fair assessment. Do you think this will be a good measuring stick, though, for them early on in the I season? I think it's a good early gauge. I think that, obviously, we've seen a Milan side that didn't have a whole bunch of turnover. They didn't acquire the depth they needed last season. They had overperformed the season they won the Scudetto. So I think that we're seeing them move in the right direction. They're kind of recalibrating. But I think this is a good first glimpse into what that side will look like going into setting out the season. And, and, and it's fantastic for Christian to understand the tendencies. He, he knew Olivier Giroud. He, know, he knows how he yep. moves. They all played, play together. Already, yeah. So that is familiar to him. But Rafael, Who doesn't want Olivier Giroud as their comfort human? Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and then Rafael Leao is the player that that's where you need to figure out the dynamic. How often... As a primetime player, how often does he, does he want the ball and where does he like the ball and how do I work well with him coming inside? If I'm playing as a 10, I have to know how he likes the ball, when he checks, when he goes, and, and figuring that out. And these preseason games, that's when you get that rhythm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. No, I completely agree. And it, Christian Pulisic doesn't need to be the star. Lau does. And he needs to feed Lau. And if that link up Do you becomes think that strong, helps? Christian Pulisic yes. as well, the fact that he doesn't have all the pressure on his shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you see with the men's national team as well. I think he likes sharing the spotlight with some of the other midfielders, you know, whoever's uh, playing in the number nine role. I think he likes that. I think he's one of those guys that would prefer to get an assist over a goal. I'm guessing, I've never spoken to him about it, but he feels like that type of player. If he can start to get that link up with Lau, that's going to be, it may potentially be unstoppable. Mm -hmm. It's a great point that you bring up though, Charlie, because he does look happy. It was glaring to me in the, all the videos that we We've seen even him coming out speaking to the media. I feel like in the past we never really saw him embrace the media with Chelsea. It was almost 
a dreaded sense that he had to face them. When we've seen him with Milan so far, he's smiling, he's enjoying it, he's trying to speak Italian. It seems a bit of a new look for him. Well, he, doesn't want to, he didn't want to be a marketing ploy. And that's also part of it is, don't expect me to go out there and talk and do all these things for the club if I'm not playing, if you don't see me in the same way as you see some of these other players. So I respect that even more of Christian, of not saying, hey, you just want to use me to use me. No, I'd rather just work hard and put my head down and not speak to the media. So I think that's the big shift with Christian is now he's going to Milan. He's open to learning and trying different things and speaking Italian and, and, and trying, you know, what, uh, playing a different style. That, that's something that empowers you as a player, the, the learning, trying new things. And, and now he's ready to take on more. Okay, well, looking forward to it. I'm uh, supporting Christian Pulisic today with his name on my shirt. He, they're not the only teams that are in America, though. There's a bunch of clubs, isn't there? Chelsea played really well against Wrexham, but then again, how much can you look into it? It was Wrexham, it was 5-0 in the end. Did you, did, before that, did you guys get into the conversation of him being okay with now with Pulisic? Yeah, well, he said either, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to say? Are you going to say Pulisic now? No, no, I'm not. But. He said he's, yeah, he's okay with either. But oh. I do feel badly for him because I just feel like this poor man's been bullied over the pronunciation of his last name. He can't win. It, All the it, Europeans, everyone yes. I've ever come in contact with, is like, oh, yeah, Pulisic, is, he's all right. Cro yeah. yeah, he probably got Maybe it. the Croatians like, yeah, can I'm say Pulisic. Keep <laughs> From, what I read into that was him who said... Say whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to say Pulisic, say that. If you want to say Pulisic, say that too. Mm -hmm. Anything goes. Anything Spell works. Spell it correctly on the check. <laughs> True that. Uh, what about Pochettino, his second game in charge, this time against Brighton? He's got so many players that he's got to look at. Is that the biggest challenge for this game, Christine? I, I think he's got a lot ahead of him, for sure, with Chelsea. I, I think that that's only a fraction of the things that he's going to have to mitigate moving forward this season, they obviously did not come to him unburdened. Let's put it that way. I think that's an insurmountable task. I don't know very many managers that would have leapt at the opportunity to manage Chelsea at this mm -hmm. point. No, and don't take anything from the game against Wrexham. No. Uh, they, just got, they just got back in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's a great show. I love the storyline. I'd love to meet the owners. But everybody relax. They just got to League Two, bro. You know what I mean? Um, I think if you're, if you're Chelsea, what you're looking for is how Pochettino starts to set up this team. We kind of know what tactics he wants to play. It's really about what pieces he's going to plug where. And you said it. There were so many players that people had to get changed in the hallways last season. They couldn't. Not everyone could even listen to the coach speak uh, at halftime or before the game. So this is. It starts needs to it needs to start feeling like a settled ship at some point, and Pochettino needs to find a way to do that. He didn't do that in at PSG. He needs to find a way to do that here. And there's been even more changes, hasn't there? They've not only got rid of a bunch of players, right. but they have started to bring more players in again. Charlie, is there anyone in particular that you're wanting to see in these friendlies? Uh, Mudrik. I mean, just with the potential that he's had, and he's shown flashes. Can Pochettino get the best out of him? And I think it's consistency and as well as how does he link up with the rest of, of the squad. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Uh, Manchester United are also playing, aren't they, against Arsenal as well. That's the other friendly. Stay with us, though. After the break, guess what? Nico Cantor is going to join oh. us in Miami <laughs> to join the boys. This is what we have to do. We're going to push man. We'll be right back.
Hey, welcome back to Morning Footy. Here's a look inside Inter Miami's training, the star cam of Leo Messi, but also just them having some fun in general. It seems like everything is going nicely off the pitch there. Let's see how much Leo Messi changes things on the pitch. Doesn't look a bad place to be, does it? It's Thank decent. You. <laughs> not, no, not too shabby. I don't. It's I mean, no Stamford. <laughs> True that. Can we get palm trees put in behind us? Like, Stan Vegas. <laughs> but guess who is in Miami having a bunch of fun? Our very own Nico Cantor. Good morning, Nico. Wow, Footy Kit Friday Still from no Miami. Miami. <laughs> new song reference. Is that new? That top shirt kit. How do you like this, huh? I mean, today's such a historic day in Miami soccer history. Obviously, American soccer history, but specifically Miami soccer history, I had to pull out with the help of Ivis Galarsep, the Miami Fusion kit, guys. How wow. sick is this? Plus Honestly, it's This it's is a the beauty. best kit you have. How has the excitement, the environment changed in, in Southern Florida? Because, you know, you've been there, you've seen it, but now that Messi's there, have you noticed a change? There's a lot of newcomers. A lot of my friends that don't watch MLS at all, are suddenly interested, right? And it's obviously because of Messi. And it's not just a couple of my friends. It's like everybody is talking about it. And every single soccer group chat that I'm in and every non-soccer group chat that I'm in, everyone is always asking about Messi. And yesterday we were kind of like walking around the Wynwood area, which is a little bit touristy, but it's where the classic football church pop-up was. And we were just talking to people and they're all like, oh my, like, kind of like jittery almost that Messi is, is going to play for for inner Miami, it's like they, they can't even believe it. Even when we were watching the unveil with, with my girlfriend, with Mariana, she was like, I'm getting goosebumps. Like, this guy's playing for the team of the city that I live in. Like, he's here, you know? And my girlfriend knows, she doesn't know that much about soccer. Well, now being with me, now she's going to say absolutely nothing. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. It, it's, it's still surreal. I feel like the moment, I don't know if he'll start today, but when he's going to, like, walk onto the pitch that's gonna that's gonna be the moment and i don't know how i'm gonna like be able to digest that and take it yeah you're gonna weep because <laughs> man but it's he's fresh off of winning a world cup which is the crazy part and i think what's what there's a lot i spoke to an argentine guy that has been living in miami for like the last 10 15 years and it's it's like the perfect mesh for people like us who are argentine americans that we have this devotion to Argentina because of our culture, our heritage, the way that we identify. And then we have this link to Miami because it's the place that we live in. It's the place that we love. And Messi is now one of the emblems of this city because he plays right in Miami. And I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's wild. I really, I, I still can't believe it a little bit. Maybe how like people in the 70s, like Pelé felt that he was going to the cosmos. A bunch of immigrants must, must in the 70s must have been like, yo, the goat is, is, is showing up to play for the cosmos. This is wild. Thank you so much for that diary entry. Um, I want to know, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know uh, from your perspective, someone who's from Miami, born and raised, going there, the sentiment must be crazy that Messi's coming here. But some of the talk that I've heard recently is that people are afraid that it's people are just going to show up for Messi, and then when Messi's time is done, they're going to walk away. Do you think this will be an opportunity to sort of connect with Inter-Miami? What are you hearing? Do you think there is more excitement for the actual sport? 
I think that's the goal, and that's the challenge of Inter Miami at this point. Yeah, you ride the messy wave of momentum, and it's going to bring you so much brand recognition. It's going to take the Inter Miami name to all corners of the globe. But at the same time, I think you have to have a vision beyond that and through the World Cup of 2026. Because naturally, once Messi leaves, because he's not going to leave 100% because he has a minority stake at this point because of his contract. But once he leaves the playing field, I think there's going to be a drop in interest. And it's how do you, it's all about how do you keep that interest in the club, in the league, once Messi is gone. And I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of Argentines that are going to be like, okay, I'm out. That was fun. Thanks, guys. Um, even even just now, there was a, there's, there's like this supporters group, I guess, that's not part of La Familia. La Familia is the five official Miami Inter supporters groups. And when Messi arrives, like out of nowhere, these guys just popped up, you know, I, I, I back La Familia, so I don't even want to say the name of those guys to give them oxygen. But it's like, they just showed up out of nowhere. And they're not an Inter-Miami fan club. They're a messy fan club, but they use the Inter-Miami colors. So it throws me off a little bit because suddenly the OGs and all the people that have been there from the very beginning, very beginning even the reporters, you know, the people... Man, I started covering this team going every day to the press conference when Diego Alonso was a manager, when it was like five of us. And then I, I got different jobs. I moved to CBS, so I, but I couldn't be there. But from the very, the very first training sessions and, and the guys who were there from, from the very beginning, and Franco Paniso, Michelle Kaufman from Miami Herald, Franco Paniso, who used to write for Ivis, by the way, the, those people, the OGs in the scrums from the very beginning. And then suddenly, boom. Media from all around the world, hundreds of people at the training session. So it's it's gonna it's 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 kind of crazy to see how overnight this is like flip flopped a hundred percent. Entry to my diary of July 21st. Entry to for Nico Cantor. My life, yeah. my life in Miami with I'm glad Lionel you asked Messi. That. I'm glad you asked that, Charlie. Uh, it all started 30 years ago. <laughs> Hey, it's a record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so do you think they'll stay after Messi's gone? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, that was top, Nico. Man. Uh, I don't think we have enough time for a follow-up. Um, <laughs> Go on, we do. Do you, do you, do you miss Miami? <laughs> quick quick <laughs> No, actually, I want to know. Hey, are, you, are Cubans caring a little bit more about the sport? You've been talking a lot about Argentina, Argentine Americans. How about my people, Cuban Americans? Have they at all started to care a little more about the sport? Yeah, they do. Great answer. <laughs> we got it. Nico, I've got a quick one for you. What are you doing for the rest of the day? What does your day look like? Oh my gosh, so like in an hour or so, what time is it? 8.30? Like at 10.30, I'm Yeah, you started speaking HQ at 8.05. <laughs> Show's <laughs> over, dude. In, in Fort Lauderdale. And then from there, we got hit for CBS Sportsnet, for HQ, uh, for Box to Box. And the HQ headquarters in Fort Lauderdale are actually like across the street from the stadium. So we'll be right there in the action. La Previa, which is the tailgate, um, it starts at 3 p.m. So... We're going to be with the crowd, with the La Familia, having some fun. And then the match is at 8. 
Nico, I love it. <laughs> Enjoy every dude. single moment. The boys are really missing you here. They just said so. And I believe yes, them. I missed yes, the, I missed the heck out of you, buddy. Bring me back a frita. Oh. It's 110 degrees, I heard. Come back and so get them stay under cool. control. Oh, my God. Oh, that's... I was walking to dinner yesterday, drenched in sweat. It was awful. Didn't you want to know if you'd gone to Arby's? Yeah, oh yeah. Just kidding. Was that on the list? You came from Messi's restaurants Fine, to go here? Thanks so much. Fine dining. You're going to Hard Rock, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, got, right. you got to go Planet Hollywood, At baby. the chicken burger, the chicken sandwich. Uh, stay with us. More to come on Morning Footy. We're going to look ahead to England's match against Jamaica after this short break. The U.S. against the world, they are the favourites and their campaign starts tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern on Fox against Vietnam. Here's a look at the other matches though, Zambia and Japan, Denmark, China and the Netherlands, Portugal, Sweden, South Africa, France against Jamaica on Sunday. And also another big one tomorrow morning, bright and early, 5.30 Eastern on Fox. England against Haiti. They're the second favourites in the competition. There's a lot to look forward to uh, with this group. How do you see them, Charlie, faring against Haiti, another one of the debutantes in this World Cup? I think they'll do well, don't you? 15-0? Uh, you rate in the under? Uh, no. Way under. I, I think people are undervaluing this Haitian side. Okay. They, they have quality, and they also have this, this pride that they're playing with. Not that, not, not that every country doesn't play with this pride, but it, I think more so for a Haiti, every, considering everything that they've had to deal with, yep. from mm -hmm. earthquakes to, to you know, the, the people who, who are suffering every day because realistically, it's, it's a very poor country in terms of resources. So I look for, for this, these women to showcase what it's all about, how to survive, how to make a life with not having much, except for love and family. And, and, and they're, I'm so inspired by this group in particular because of everything that they've had to overcome just to get the chance yeah. to play. Mm -hmm. And you saw with the men's side how much it means to people of Haitian descent, even people that are, are still in the country, that how much it means, how bit of a, of a reprieve from, you know, just a lot of bad news and bad situations that are happening in Haiti. So this, I agree with you, but I do think England, I'm mean, second favorite is not a term I would use. I would say really? also considered oh, a favorite. Oh, okay. Second favorite seems like we're almost there. Not, not, <laughs> not just yet. Um, you got to win first. But I do think England presents a real challenge for a lot of these nations that are going to play against them because they are well drilled. They have an incredible amount of talent. Even with the injuries, they're stacked. Not nearly as stacked, I think, as the U.S., but they are absolutely stacked. And you know what? They're enjoying themselves. It's so good they were showing this video of them in training because I think coming in off that Euro win, this is a team that has really had a big shift in mentality and the country has really got behind them. We've seen the numbers that have been supporting them in England at Wembley or even in the um, WSL as well. So it feels like a good momentum for them, Christine. Oh, for sure. I, I think that... Um I don't know. I, I, I know this isn't going to be an upset of a match, although no offense, Poppy. I kind of would love to see Haiti come Everyone out loves to hate us. Yeah. Did you just pull really out like don't. a Honda owner? I have like an <laughs> entire, yeah. Notes on notes on notes. But no, uh, DeMornay specifically for Haiti, I, I think she's basically got this whole squad on her back. So I, I hope to see them thrive. And to Charlie's point, it's not even just the regular daily life 
triumphs that they've had in, in Haiti. It's, it's what a lot of these women's sides are seeing in terms of just getting the support and funding and otherwise even make a go to even qualify to be here. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they've done that is already a massive achievement. Mm -hmm. You use the term daily, and that's the name of the player I think is going to be a standout for the England team. Me too. Rachel Daly. I think she is an absolute baller. We've seen her be, uh, you know, a, a, an incredible scorer, both in the NWSL now um, over in uh, Europe. And I think you're just going to see the same thing in the Women's World Cup. And I think a big boon for England is their women's domestic league now getting so much more support yep. than it has in the past. You see a real appetite. And I think something that not enough people talk about, and I think it was used negatively against the women's game, uh, is financial fair play rules for the men's side. A lot of people don't know that the amount of money you spend on your women's team can actually goes sort of gives you more money to be able to spend on the men's team. So people are like, well, that's just going to get them to spend only to spend more on the men's team. The net positive is that more and more money is being thrown into the women's game. And you're seeing the fruits of that labor. You're seeing the benefit come out of that. You know, Arsenal tried to buy Alessia Russo at 500,000, which would have been record breaking for a women's player. Unfortunately, Manchester United, for their fans, lost her for on a free. But you saw them trying actively to build these teams up. You're seeing a competition for NWSL we haven't seen in the past. And that is really, really proving to be a major benefit for the England women's team. It's such a good point, And it's almost coming full circle as well, because now they're putting pressure on the men's teams to say, let us play in your stadium. We're mm -hmm. selling out our stadiums. There's not enough seats there. Let us play at the Emirates. Let us play at Stamford Bridge, at Wembley or wherever it may be. So it feels like such a good time in England right now. And like you mentioned, we're seeing it with other players coming overseas to play. Uh, what about France then? Because they're another team that's had a lot of problems off the pitch in the build-up to this World Cup. They'll take on Jamaica. And speaking of players that play over in Europe, Bunny Shaw has just been absolutely electric. Do you, before we get into France and Jamaica, do you have a favorite player in with Rachel the Daly. Side? That's your favorite yeah. player? And I, I think that she could be one of the highest goal scorers at this competition. I actually Ooh. played not with her, but alongside her at Lincoln City and watching her train and watching her journey uh, to come to the States to play for the Dash and to be such a big player for them, to then go back overseas and to carry on. It's difficult, as everybody knows, to play in a lot of different leagues around the world, but when you become one of the biggest players in your team, no matter what team you're in, I think that says a lot about her character. So I'm excited to you see You played at the Imps? Yeah. Look at that. So if you the reserves. If you compared her to Alex Morgan or, for, or Sophia Smith, mm -hmm. for, for that instance, what would separate her from, from those two? I think she's more versatile. You know, and I think the fact that she played as an outside back for a while and she's played in different positions on the pitch, I think, has really helped her. She's fast. She does a lot of good things off the ball. Her vision is very good. Every time that England have a big build-up in the attack, it feels like she's a part of it. And she never stops running. I think that's one of the biggest things, especially for this England team, because... As we know, the World Cup tournament is intense, isn't it? They don't get that many days off between games. So I think having players like Rachel Daly uh, really elevates the level that they're at and the intensity that they play with. The one thing I'd say about her and, and, and Alex Morgan is they, they, don't, they don't really make their own shots. They need service. So that's going to be important for Rachel Daly. And she's good at providing service, mm. too. That's right. So she does a bit, she's I lo a bit of a I, I love to hear you talk with, with that passion. Yeah. I'm very excited. Yeah. I feel like this is some sort of like defender to defender, like yeah. admiration. Right. It's a real shame it's not coming home, though, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> oh. Did it in the Euros? Hmm? And how did the US do against England last time we played? Uh, in the World Cup? In the World Cup? No, at Wembley. Sipping tea. Oh, so not the, <laughs> yeah. so we're the Euros here. So we're, the friends we're, going tea. Back. we're going back to the last game. Uh, <laughs> Jamaica and Bunny Shaw, as we mentioned, that's another good one to look forward to as they take on France. Stay with us, though. More to come here on Morning Fuzzy. Don't move.
Hey, welcome back. Here's a look at what's to come this weekend, starting with Friday into Miami, taking on Cruz Azul tonight at 8 o'clock Eastern on Apple TV. Uh, later on at 9 o'clock, the United States begin their quest to 3P in Group E on Fox and then a game in the Challenge Cup. The Portland Thorns will take on the San Diego Wave. And then to come on Saturday, a bunch of friendlies for you in club football, including Manchester United and Arsenal. Then the North Carolina Courage taking on the Spirit in the Challenge Cup. Uh, New York Red Bull taking on New England Revolution on Apple TV in the League's Cup. And then in Group D, England taking on Haiti. Uh, and then on Sunday, this is what the footy fix looks like. Uh, France against Jamaica, the Pride taking on Gotham. Columbus against St. Louis City. And then at 10 o'clock Eastern on ESPN, Real Madrid and Christian Pulisic and Milan. Which game have you got circled this weekend, Christine? France-Jamaica, easily. France-Jamaica. I have an affinity for the France squad. I love their style of play. I love that they've been uh, freed from Karindiaco's shackles. And I'd love to see what they can do. They are, of course, not uh, unblemished by injury like many of the other more formidable squads this World Cup. But also the Bunny Shaw Show. Yes. I adore her. She's just amazing to watch. It's always a good time. So if you're going to pick and choose a game to wake up extra early for, I'd say that, that's mm -hmm. my pick. Who do, you, who do you see winning that game? Do you think it'll be close? I think, I think you can't count Jamaica out. They, they put up a lot of fight. I think that France will come out on top, but I think that it'll be a good match. Okay. Alexis, what about you? I'm looking at Zambia ver or Zambia versus uh, Japan. Uh, Jun Endo from Angel City is on the Japan squad. It's a 3 a.m. game, but I wake up at 3 a.m. for this anyway. Okay. So what's the difference? <laughs> Leave that, <laughs> Leave that on. Right? I mean, Just stay on schedule. Back. You mercenary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch to look forward to. Chuck, any in particular for you? Outside of the U.S. women's national team playing, I definitely want to see France. Uh, that's another opponent because Spain is a quality side that I think will be will have a say in the knockout rounds. Could could be a challenge. England, Spain, and and I think France is up there. Mm -hmm. There's so much in the World Cup as well. Uh, and then with the friendlies as well, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these Premier League teams play in the U.S. But most of all, I'm looking forward to seeing Milan and Real Madrid play. You're actually going to California, aren't you, I next week? I am. I'm going to be out the there all week teams. long. I will definitely be there for the Milan-Juve match, which I'm really excited for, quite and frankly. And Timothy Weah. Timothy Weah. I get to see Pulisic. Maybe, you know, we'll see We'll see what happens, right? But I, I think it's going to be really fun all week, all in. I'm, I'm never coming home. No, I'm kidding. Have you been to <laughs> California before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah? sure. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Timothy Way apparently is doing very well at Juventus. It's got to be a bit of a new look team for them this season, hasn't it? After all the disaster that happened last year, do you think it will be Alexis? Yeah, I feel. I also feel like he's the type of player that uh, Juve fans will fall in love with. He's, you know, he's calm, but he's he's quick. He's good on the ball. He's wavy. He does, you know, what, wavy. Every, your favorite yeah, word. He has, a, he has a chance of making a highlight every time he touches the ball. I love it. I think they will too. Okay. Anything else from you, Chuck? Any other games? There's just football galore this weekend. No, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to seeing my family. Yes. I, I've been away for a week. Aww. It has been a long week for you. Yeah. yeah. I miss my wife and kids, so I'm Are you going home tonight? To uh, to, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Still got to work today. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, just yet. The work Colossal Network. <laughs> we love football. Uh, that's it, though, from us here today on Morning Putty. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a lovely weekend. We will see you tomorrow for the reaction to everything we see from Messi tonight, but on Monday for more Morning Putty.